0: you should mark this date on your calendar 21st to 22nd november 2017 that's when i'm hosting the second series of high growth africa summit last year the high growth africa summit 2016 was lit we had over 350 entrepreneurs and investors across nigeria other african countries uk and us and we had lots of great speakers this year it's going to be bigger and better it's happening in lagos we expect to gather more than 750 entrepreneurs and investors this is not your average conference the focus will be about learning how to build, scale and fund your own business in Africa. There will be workshops, seminars and masterclasses on practical stuff like how to validate a startup idea, how to grow your business through digital marketing, how to hire and manage a software development team, key questions investors will ask you before taking a meeting. The sessions will be taken by entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and have battle scars to show and investors who are currently taking big risks on African startups. To attend this conference, you need to register at highgrowthafrica.com. That is H-I-G-H-G-R-O-W-T-H-Africa.com. It's happening on the 21st to 22nd November 2017 in Lagos, Nigeria. The ticket is less than $30 for general pass and $100 for the investor pass. But the ticket price goes up as we get closer to the conference. Go to highgrowthafrica.com and register now. That is H-I-G-H-G-R-O-W-T-H africa.com and register now this episode was recorded somewhere in Lekki, lagos uh, many months ago the background is a bit noisy so i want to apologize for that but i also want to thank mimi of homer gardens uh, who graciously allowed us to record this episode in our office so thanks mimi i hope you enjoyed the conversations the next african story will be written by africans meet the people using technology innovation and entrepreneurship to craft this new
1: narrative. This is Building the Future Podcast with your host, Dolting, coming up today on Building the Future. Again, you don't know what people want until you show them. That's Steve Jobs' model. So when we launched Printivo in the beginning, people were like, "Oh, why would I order print online? But time has shown us that there's a market there. We've grown... Because of the convenience. Exactly. Because of the convenience, because of... so the, the flexibility. Exactly. So the, the guy that used to do f- three to four trips to the print shop now sits conveniently in front of his computer, uploads his file, and it gets delivered to, this, to his house. The guy in Abuja that wants to print an iPhone case with his baby's picture and there's nobody that would have printed this... Dad for him he would go on Print Evil and put his baby's picture on the, on, on the mug and write, I love you, son, and have a shipped to him, La Punja.
0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Yomi Ojo. He's the co-founder of Printivo. Printivo is an online printing platform that enables you to print your business cards, flyers, banners, anything that you need to be printed and enable that to be done online. Yomi is one of the earliest people that I met when I first came to Nigeria in 2015. What struck me about him is his hunger to get things done. He's one of those founders that you see that this guy is going to win no matter what. Whether you give him money or you don't, he's just going to win. And that comes out strong. So I'm happy to have Yomi today at Building the Future.
1: Um, It's good being yeah, it here. So Yomi,
0: 2015, when I met you, well, you were pitching at an event. And that was an event that was organized by me and Maya Famadu. It was pitching for $10,000 stuff. Yeah. And I remember meeting you at a cocktail before the event and talking to you, hearing your story. This guy is going somewhere. What drives you?
1: I think one of the things that drives me is a passion to build a business that changes how people print. And it's based on my experience. Years before now, I was in advertising. And one of the toughest things that gave us headache back then was finding good printers to work with. We literally were sleeping in Shomulu sometimes just to meet up with clients demand if you add that to the fact that every dime I've made in my life is from print related and design related ventures your parents are printers so my dad is actually a printer he used to be a print broker back then you know the people wouldn't have printing presses but would take projects and then go print at printing companies and then give it to the oh, other guys so
0: oh there also an established yeah. business like that where people take your printing they understand how printing is done oh yes I mean
1: there's a lot of print brokers out there who don't own a single equipment. And what they do is they, they know how print works. So they, they literally sell the service, get the project, and then go run the, the prints with, with the printers. I mean, I, And I did that while while in college. I, I would design and then go run the prints and get those things across to you. I various product lines from business cards to letterhead. I was the poster guy in school when you have events and you need to print, when you have club parties and you need to make t-shirts and stuff. So I've literally made all my cardboard and Naira from design and print related ventures and now that I've seen that we can actually scale this using technology. I think the only thing I can be about it is to be bullish.
0: Yeah. you understood that industry yeah. a lot and you understood the pain point and the gaps in, exactly. in that. and you said you also made money from it but then you were working advertising yeah. and that amplified the opportunity for you
1: oh yes it did seven years there i was actually running my own ad agency business my first employee is now my co-founder in print interestingly it was your first employee yeah while you were running your ad agency business yes and he's now my co-founder one of my, my co-founders in print so those years there they experience of actually running an advertising business. The the branding, the marketing experience actually play that they are playing a very huge role in what we are doing right now like you can't connect dots looking forward like steve said you have to connect the dots looking you know looking back back. so we're going to talk about
0: your advertising business and why you went into that (laughs) and and how you spotted the opportunity this advertising business was a traditional advertising business right
1: well yes more of design and below the line and what does that mean so below the line Advertising, app, advertising techniques that really doesn't use mass media. Okay. So talk about promotions, t-shirts, prints, and stuff like that, where you are actually not buying mass media. And those were the things we were doing. We were working for brands who would like to sell their products and ideas without actually spending so much on mass media budget.
0: Okay. So you were doing that, and then you were always interfacing with printing. Always. And you saw that as a
1: bottleneck, or as an it opportunity. Was, it was the greatest bottleneck we experienced. I mean, I remember one trip. I was in the UK for a training, and we had a project with this printer. And the idea was they were supposed to deliver in three days. I went for my training in the UK. Training ended in a week. I think it was the last day of the training. Then Ibukun called me to say, dude, this guy has abandoned the project. I was like, what? He said he has abandoned the project. I called the old man from the UK. He wouldn't be. I had to change it. my flight dates to the next day since I'm done with the training. I had to fly back. I straight from with at Airport to the printing press to so actually go and fight the guy. It was one of our toughest experiences we had.
0: And you're talking about a lot of money here and clients. A lot of money clients.
1: here with big clients. The clients will close for the year in a week. If your company can't make that delivery, just forget about it. So it was the greatest bottleneck nights in the printing companies, all those times. And we just figured, you know what, we have to build our own printing company. And it was then that they said, okay, everything we've saved up. Let's put some money together. Let's start a printing business. Along the line, the idea of what if we scale this with technology. So initially, technology. the
0: idea was to just start a printing press. Like exactly. Everybody to like everybody to solve that problem. And your own differentiation was delivering and quality of service. And
1: eventually, we saw a bigger opportunity. And we're like, okay, this looks like the baby that will eat up his own mother. Wow. When did you start seeing that opportunity? It was about the time we launched. started seeing the way people were embracing it. I didn't see the fact that everyone would say, oh, you print. Ah, let me, i that print with you guys. You know, we seeing those things. Did you
0: have your own press at that point? No.
1: We have like a small production facility that can handle digital prints only. Digital print, Yes, which is direct imaging. So no large-scale printing, but fast, on-demand printing of basic print products like letterhead, flyers, business cards, postcards, greeting cards, just paper paper products. But how
0: like, do printer, because I know in Shumalu, which is out of Lagos, where all the printing gets done, how do they promote? Because I know you change a lot of that we your own online
1: stuff. Well, before Printivo, I've never seen any printing company do marketing. So, how did it get customers? You go look for a printer every time you need oh, a printer. It's so inbound. So your printing
0: business is based on inbound. Yes,
1: so it used to be an inbound driven business model in Nigeria.
0: Just have a printer, printing? Printing press. Put and something in fonts
1: and then broker's come. So
0: you have more demand than normal. So the biggest players are the one that just have the biggest printing price. Exactly. And they can deliver on time, they can do more. So everybody just come to them. Newspapers, anyone come to them, right? So that, that sounds like a good market. Why are you then wasting your time trying to, to to drive
1: marketing? For us, the experience has been terrible, right? Which is why we are starting ours. You see where a printer feels, oh, if I lose a customer, I'm fine because there are always customers out there. It's also not technology-driven. So it, there's a lot of bottleneck on the customer side. You have to go back and forth with the printing company before you get your stuff printed. And then a the printer in Lagos cannot serve a customer in Abuja. That's one of the problems. And then to add up on that, the minimum order quantity is always on the high side. So the print company says to you, you can't print below 500 copies of business cards. Yeah, yeah can, I hear that You can't print below simple. 10 units of mugs. You want a T-shirt? You can't print below 15 units. You can't print below 10 units. And it's also
0: mugs. that the, the more you yeah. print, cheaper it becomes. Exactly,
1: right? and that's a standard. So what we have done is, first, we moved print to on-demand. Print when you need it. Okay. The quantity you need also drive down the unit cost, drive down the MOQ, put the technology that lets people print from anywhere. Where even if they don't have a graphic designer you like a printable template customize it in real time and place your order and on top of that build a strong logistic system that delivers to your but house but the market asking for that yes the market is asking for that again you don't know what people want until you show them that's Steve Jobs' model so when we launched printable in the beginning people were like oh why would I order print online but time has shown us that there's a market there we've grown because of the convenience exactly because of the convenience Because of so the, the flexibility exactly so the, the guy that used to do three to four trips to the print shop now sits conveniently in front of his computer upload his file and it gets delivered to his house the guy in Abuja that wants to print an iPhone case with his baby's picture and there's nobody that would have printed that for him would go on print evil and put his baby's picture on the mug and write I love you son and have it shipped to him in Abuja the lady in Abuja that wants to send happy father's day mug to his dad in Lagos goes on print evil put the father's picture on it put a small message on it and gets it ship to the father like the wife that wants to say I love you darling or there's the my the my husband is a Superman t shirt that somebody printed once, and she wants to ship it directly to the husband's office. Right? Goes on printable, put the husband's name, put the stuff out of so the t shirts. That would have been that difficult. Wouldn't have been possible, technically. Why? Wow. So because of the case of minimum order quality so and you everything. Do
0: to change that minimum
1: order quality, we put our own system of fulfillment.
0: Is it fulfillment, the challenge, or yes. the running of the printer?
1: Is, 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 the, is the process. You don't want
0: to be running machine for
1: one. So it's the process. For us, what we've done is. We've been able to aggregate those orders. So, pick multiple orders, aggregate them, print them, ship them, instead of looking for a single aggregate of that.
0: Okay. So, the design. So, if I, somebody wants to design, I just want to break this down. Somebody wants of iPhone design. I love my wife. And they just want one of it. And you then aggregate that with somebody else who wants to print. My husband is a superman. Or oh, I love. And then you have that
1: together. And there's just one that, that
0: But that breaks down so many because you must always have similar.
1: So, the similarity in our model is not by product is by process and baseline. Okay. So take, for example, business cards and postcard and greeting card. Even though they are different product lines, they are similar products in our process.
0: Right. So you have a machine that can print all of
1: that. Exactly. So we are a process-driven company, not product. On the front end, this product.
0: Yes, I understand But on that. our
1: fulfillment end, this process. So
0: you just batch product together as long as the process for doing them is the same. Exactly. So you can batch them together. And with
1: that, we are able to ship within days to our customers. Again, the quality part is also there and the customer customer service part is there the trust part is there and I always tell every principal customer when we ship to you and for any reason you don't like what we ship to you ensure that you get a replacement
0: well, one of the key things that actually stands out in what you do is the customer service and customer engagement you are one of those products actually in that line that understood the shift in customer not wanting to be spoken to or engage with and you actually did that well by having a very strong online presence you're chatting with your customers and, and getting in touch with them how much has that change your industry because it is a very whole traditional well-run big voice industry right and how, how much did that change in terms of your, your
1: um, so getting today customers? you see that a printer today so we and this is this is based on conversation with clients of ours that, that used to have other printing companies that were handling their print processes before the conversation now is hey, if you don't actually do this quality where well, I'll just go I'll just go to print it and print it and so the traditional printing company is seeing that the customer is not just the king he runs the business us, our innovation our processes and everything puts the customer at the forefront if you print and there's no customer to print for you don't have a business and there's absolutely no value to customer if it doesn't add anything to how the customer feel about you so I'll cite a typical example we are one of the few brands in e-commerce that don't do pay on the lease yeah of course
0: because you are not doing small quantity most of the countries are not small right so people have to commit to paying before But
1: no, even aside that everything printable ships to you is customized what it means is that if you return that order for any reason it cannot be sold to another customer. That's one. Secondly, we would rather build trust by delivering value as against build trust by telling you we will ship to you without you paying. So and for every customer we've shipped to, if you don't like your order for any reason, you will get a reprint, you get a replacement, you can do your returns. And eventually, if there is no resolution for any reason, you will get your refund. By doing that, we've been able to build a strong base of customers who trust us. We would rather grow that way than run pay on delivery. I mean, yeah. I'm a complete of
0: so let's talk about how you started so you put some money together because i'm looking at the barrier of entry here so you, you're a startup but then you're not a, like typical startup somebody just build a product put it online and that's done your minimum viable product is for you
1: to have a printing press as at that time yes okay if you have to do it again you're not do it that way. well no so what i'm saying is as at when we're starting okay we needed to have a fulfillment Line.
0: So you had to have a printing press. So that was a minimum viable product. How much did that
1: cost? So we put together about sixty thousand US dollars.
0: So you have enough money to put together sixty thousand US dollars. That's our
1: life savings.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money for a lot of people. Yeah, that's still a lot. of so, money.
1: and you know because I'd, you were running a business. Yes. So and I had saved all that. And the first question I asked myself to be was, um, if I keep this money in the bank, I don't know what it can it could become. And if we put this money in this business we have two things so that we lose it or we in the end have a business. It was a risk and it's today has shown that it's actually worth it. So we decided I would just take this money and put it in. So you put
0: all your servants in that yeah. and did you shut down the other business or you are still running that? So
1: I literally exited the other business and the team You exited the team, means
0: you sold it or you no, just left. We left
1: it for the team and then the team, they're doing a great job running it. I haven't been there for. Oh, they still run? They're still running it. There, are, you still
0: invest- are you still invested? Are you still vested in that? Well, I would say I'm not.
1: That is all. Yes, so the, the, it, I'm a shareholder that. The company has its own MD, that's it has its own all this stuff doing stock, so I'm still running the business, still running still the business by
0: the way. Yeah. so you just say, okay, I'm going this
1: direction, I'm going this direction, I'm
0: pulling all my savings in this, and I'm leaving this company. They have a new MD, a new I'm the founder, but I have a new MD, and then you left. And They were running it on their own, and it was going on. They don't need any input from you because it's a business, they can use your service.
1: Yeah, so apparently, they use printable to print some of their orders. They use other print.
0: Are oh, you running that business like a blind trust? You're talking so apparently, you don't want to know what is happening there, or well,
1: no. <laughs> So the, the, the interesting thing about about it is that when we launched Printivo, it became, oh, this is the next big thing, based on the way customers, you know. And then we had to sit down with the urban-based team to say, guys. The private business is urban-based. Yeah, so we had to sit with the team and say, you know, guys, I have to move on to go on this, or well, we are trusting you with this, this company. And so far so good, they, they've done fantastic building the business. you, you
0: pointer, So the same but team, they, they they all, exactly, also
1: they own Exactly, they they, they so they're doing, they're all running the business. In
0: a way, not running it but you are. It's your, it's your business kind of okay yeah. so you moved on to this so let's talk so when you put 60,000 us dollars with your founders
1: yes so Deji Bukun and then so Deji used to be a vendor in urban base and Bukun was the ad director in urban base was the first employee was the first
0: employee of urban base yeah then so became the
1: then adre- became the ad director over time mm-hmm. and then Deji was a vendor in the urban base I mean, what they, is a vendor like he used to do some of our services for us and he was one of the fantastic person that we've worked together when it was time to, to build Printivo the first question was who should be the people to work with, to you. Work with? and you Passion, brought to this the commitment and everything and we sat down and we said guys this is what I want to go do and you know from the first conversation it was like okay guys let's do it right and I think the last few years has shown us that we have we are onto something
0: and, and then they both committed their own money to it and their time it's okay we're going to do this together and and then you, you bought the printing price and then you started I mean,
1: getting we, customers we rented a, a garage somewhere in Jibo bought a few equipment who was your first paid, customer paid for the the first technology that was built for Printivo and then went live who, who was your first customer there's a lady called Shikran Lita Shade and we went live in the morning and by like, uh, well live
0: means you open your website to say website we can take printing
1: print print orders and Online. boom Shade's order came in at about 12 midday from Twitter. From yeah. And, and and that was when we shared the link to say Principal is now live. And you know would
0: you, do you do some boss before then, like landing page, promotion that we're about to launch something. It was the next day printing? that we
1: did the bus. It was the day we went live that Shade ordered. <laughs> and then our order came in and I was like, okay. Were you also looking at others traditionally as well, anyway? So, so in the beginning we weren't looking at others traditionally, but the customers have also have also shown us that there are times when the customers want to order offline. They want to have conversations. They want to call in. They want they want they, they have something very unique that is not on the website that they want. To. We are to open up to that, especially for the big corporations that print with us. So right now we have Microsoft, Deloitte, Uber, a couple of other brands who order from us, but not via the online channel. You for have some a pre service for that. Exactly. For those
0: account exact, manager who take ex- their order.
1: Exactly. So, but
0: initially your minimum viable product was so online or drained.
1: Exactly. And with the, the productions with uh, the production backend.
0: Why didn't you consider online ordering and then use other people? So I'm just thinking, of somebody wants to start it now. It's okay. So I've just. I mean, so that you we know, online, printing press, I'll just take order online.
1: The first thing for us that was very important was the ability to control the quality, the ability to control the shipping time. Because like, that was
0: led you to that exactly, problem. Exactly. the ability
1: to be, to be responsible for what you ship. Those, those were very, very key for us in the beginning. So we decided we are either all in or we are not in at all. Quite risky for a tech business, you know.
0: But did you see yourself as a tech business? Right from the beginning.
1: Well, we see we see ourselves as a, we used to see ourselves as a tech driven business. But the last three years has shown that when we, we spend a lot of money on technology, time building technology and stuff, we in a couple of weeks will be weeks we'll be launching a product that is technically a tech driven, I mean a tech product. It's a marketplace. A marketplace. So we've moved from thinking we are a tech driven business. To actually understanding that we are actually tech. So tell me about your
0: first. So you had the prison prize. Tell me about your your first website. And what sort of technology went into that?
1: So our first was website, and it's uh, it's 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 funny when I tell people this, they don't believe it. So our first first website was built on white label technology. So we paid some guys in offshore offshore developers, and then they, they customized this white label technology for us. So it didn't cost so much. We were also able to launch within six weeks.
0: So what was this white-label technology? It enables people to... Do, yeah,
1: it's, it's a web-to-print white-label technology. Web-to-print, mm. so people so, can use yeah. it.
0: And of course, we have some model
1: that you can really replicate, like... Exactly. So we did that within Vista six months. Vistaprint in the UK. So you can... So Interestingly, we discovered Vista Print when we were close to going, like, we were thinking in our heads that the idea is noble. Like, like like no one has built what we're building. And then we, we discovered and we're like, okay, this is a 19-year-old business wow okay interesting and
0: there's Moo as well which is, Moore, really fantastic. which is the UK one Moo mm-hmm. is like the quintessential startup
1: web to print
0: doing amazing I use Moo for some of my printing
1: yeah which means when you're shipping to the UK or the US it's quite fast yes
0: and they even they're they quite innovative now in the sense that you can print and then they said they have shops they have like a, some pop-up shops in London where
1: you go pick up just go and pick up from there yeah
0: yeah. so it's, it's sort of, if you need it urgently you can just print deliver to that shop and they, you pick up there so let's talk about how the business now moved on so you had Shadi ordered that's the first customer they had is the address yeah and what happened afterwards and
1: then she got her order and then she tweeted about our order and the same day she tweeted about our order was the day we sent out our release right so um, Techaba posted the tech point point all the
0: or the tech blogs tech
1: blogs posted it and then particularly the KG also posted it you know because people were like oh you can actually order prints online now ah interesting and people like, and different blogs started posting it and the others started pulling in and the calls started coming in and at that point we were like okay we, can, we have a business and we discovered that people were not so comfortable about ordering online it's convenient but there's a trust issue what if this thing arrives and it's and not what I, what like I expect so on top of that, we built the placement promise, the reprint promise, and the refund promise. So when customers know that, oh, if this thing actually arrives and it's not what I what I feel like I, I was I would get, Printable is ready to take the responsibility that my old printer wouldn't take, that it would say oh, egg you know, and they were like, okay, I think this is worth it. So that started growing the customer base, you know, and to um, history.
0: Oh no, let's go to a bit of that history. So you 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 had just customers started coming in, and it was amazing. And then you had calls as like, well for investors, or you started looking out for investors.
1: So interestingly, we weren't looking for investors the first time. Just want to build a profitable business. Yes. Yeah, so we, we were we were focused on just you know getting well we love what we we're doing, and and then this day I was I was I was out of the office. An email came into the office email. The others at printable.com asking for a meeting from an investor. And the mail was forwarded to me. I was like, okay, it looks like this is something. So I read the mail and these guys asked for a meeting and everything. And all my life, I don't know what it's like to build a tech.
0: You, you're not familiar with the tech?
1: with the tech deck deck, like and, deck and pitch or or whatever
0: what, uh, what is exit what do the I, investor I, want? I knew nothing about those in...
1: times as at the time we were starting I didn't even know what it's called average that value or whatever customer lifetime anyway, value we were the only one a lot of entrepreneurs like we don't know that nothing. initially and we're like well, how the hell are we going to undo this <laughs> why did you think that they'll be asking you all of those questions it wasn't before even thinking they'll be asking us all of those questions I got the mail and I, and, I, and I went online to first of all go say how do you approach an investor how do you have a conversation with an investor and I was like geez this shit is not easy and I picked my phone I remember having run into Sim at one of I think it was the day they were showing the Alibaba movie Sim Shagaya Sim Shagaya so I met him I met Sim and I had Sim's number on my phone and I had his number and picked and said my name is Yomi Ojo. I'm actually the founder of Pintivo and he was like oh fantastic I know about you guys we we met once I said yeah and he so was like I said eh, well, actually I have an investor that just sent Sent us an email asking for a meeting and i've never done this shit before and he said okay where are you and i said i'm in the keja was a Saturday evening and I said I'm in the Ke- and I said I'm in the catch Kun- and I said, Look, Ke- I, okay. I was around six pm. I said I mean Yaba, can you come? And boom, I drove over straight away. Got into Sim's office and we sat down and it was like, Okay, this is how to do it, this is how to do it, this is he was in the
0: office on Saturday. Yeah,
1: it was on Saturday evening. I was like, This is how to do it, this is how to do it. Teach this is what you should say, this is what you shouldn't say. At that
0: point, he had raised about
1: no sim raised but like and- in
0: and- exactly.
1: already has Yaba office. So and I was like, Oh, this is how to do it, so you should do it, this is what you should say, it's what you do not say. You should go and build your deck but the conversation is more important and everything and got back home and we kept talking and started working on all those things and we went for our first meeting. We went for our first meeting and a few minutes into the meeting after learning the guys to the, the progress and everything this was about six months after uh, like Who three, three at level,
0: at level. Okay.
1: So we we were meeting and and the first and after some minutes, you know, Chico was like on the at level side said, hey, wait, you guys are early, like early. You guys are even because they do like, do sales a, sales and and like they do and they were like private equity. Exactly. So well, like, as you guys are too are too early, like. But They liked the opportunity, yeah. But they felt you're too we were early, like, oh, you guys are too early for us. But this opportunity is good, but you are too early for us. But you know what? We're gonna, do? we don't do early stage. We know people will do early stage. I think you're perfect for them. We'll do an email intro, and they did the email intro, and that led to um, us facing our first. So they introduced you to which investor? Um, EcoVC. They introduced you to EcoVC because EcoVC was doing early stage, and then we it was, it was, that was what our the. Our, investment I'm and everything came.
0: Like and they just said, we like this. We
1: yeah, but definitely every investor you meet will take time to look at your business. So we like this, but let's see how you guys move on. Oh, and so then didn't
0: commit immediately. They wanted so to So we see had more
1: And then we kept building the business. Nevertheless. So and then, at that
0: point, you now know the possibility of what investment Exactly, is When you you, know, first meeting, you don't know how much you are raising. You just need an investor want to talk and you're willing to talk to them. I
1: think it was around the time we met. You know, th- it was around the time we met. Yeah, so it was uh, tw- 2015. 15. I think you raised just, just
0: before. You m- yeah, just raised. Like just this I met, Before I met you, actually, I met your investor. Okay. And we had coffee and I think we, we, um, it was Amber. And we, we were having lunch and she was raving about Printivo and raving about Teresotengi <laughs> and talking about how you are so scrappy and doing so many things you you can, you you draw, You, you just you just get things done. And she was talking about it a lot. And she was really, really raving about how, how, how fantastic you guys are. She was also talking about you meeting, I think the founder of AOL. No, not
1: founder of AOL. Yeah, it was, it was the founder of Steve Case. You well, met Steve Case. Yeah. yeah, you met
0: Steve Case. And he was talking about all of that. So then I met you. And I think before then, we I met we, we, we had a chat on, on yeah, Skype. Yeah,
1: we, we had a Skype chat before, before yes. then. So, I mean, it, 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 it's interesting how we didn't know how tech ventures work before.
0: So you're trying into the deep end, just, just raising money. And then you started understanding. Yeah. So retrospectively, would you have raised that money if you know a lot of things that you knew now? Yes. You still raise money, so did the money boosted you significantly. Oh, yes. So
1: we were able to grow our numbers, grow the customer base, expand the production capacity.
0: So you raised some money, and you were able to use that to accelerate your growth.
1: Prior to when we raised the money, we had said to ourselves that to build what we want to build, the white label technology cannot take us there. At that point, we've already iterated and iterated and iterated to a point that we knew that any further iteration we break. The, this. Your
0: iteration was based on customer feedback.
1: Yes, so we were, we were like iterating, oh, iterating. Or flexibility for you. Customer feedback, flexibility all that together By and right. innovations and everything.
0: By the way, when I started UK, the, the first ordering platform that we used was white label. We, we used a platform called Open, Open Menu and we, we used that and it was totally white label. It was a no, it's not going to scale because they were charging us like $50 per restaurant so these guys were by
1: charging months. us well, monthly I think yeah. it was about 200 yeah. or 300
0: and some restaurants are not even making money we have to put them down it was, it was not that. but then it got me to market it got us to you can order restaurants online and get it delivered a lot of things were wrong in the background for us so people order and then we have to call the restaurants say, hey we got an order because there's no way they could get the order we call it to them and we send drivers and it was supposed to be online so I understand that Totally, yeah. were so, you?
1: we like we iterated over and over again at the point we knew if we try this thing further, I decided it's going to break. Mm-hmm. And then we started investing in tech. So, every f- money we made in the first year, we started putting back in the business tech, basically. And by the time we we're going to raise money, our new tech was ready to go live.
0: Were you profitable from, from well, the first year
1: on? we weren't so profitable, but we, because we plowed back everything into no, no, yeah, profitable is started. I mean, you, the long we went more it. than
0: you're, you're spending, not just. Uh, I would back.
1: say that we were sufficient the first year, but so not... You,
0: you were making enough to pay the salary yes. and expenses? so all year
1: round, we are making enough to pay the salary and expenses. Okay, but, but you were spending
0: more, more, a lot of money on yeah, marketing.
1: on marketing and then on tech.
0: Did you raise money within the first year? Okay, so that first year...
1: It was totally bootstrapping.
0: Bootstrapping, using your own yeah, savings?
1: customers, funding us. Yeah, thanks to the customers anyway. Yes. The kings, <laughs> yes.
0: Like. So when you raised money, you then use that money to... You say okay, we're gonna we're gonna expand. What did you do for that
1: expansion? Expansion in terms of product lines. So product line. Product line is
0: based on what customers are asking you to do. Exactly. So what does what
1: product line? Um, so we moved into things like mugs.
0: Okay, so thing, you can
1: do more things. Exactly. That means you have to buy more machines, yeah. A few more setup equipment for the back end production.
0: And then you spend more money on your Technology, your Tec- software.
1: Exactly. Technology itself. Order. And then we migrated everything to be owned internally. So we build our technology now. Everything.
0: So tell me about your team. You are software developers.
1: So we are software developers. The team the this the, the tech team is actually headed by Yomi, Osham Luy, who is the CTO. And then um, Deji, my co-founder, he owns our operation. He's in charge of operation. Ibukun, who's also my co-founder, is in charge of design and print. And that's that's what they... And then we have Tokwe Kundao, who's in charge of marketing and, and business development.
0: So you you were able to grow that way, and then you embedded yourself in the ecosystem
1: as yeah. much as possible. As much as possible. I mean, we coming out of tech as at the time we launched Printable. But it was the year we launched Printable that we said, okay, we started meeting a lot of people in tech. tech in the sort tech to get ecosystem. And started 19th. meeting people, started getting because you need the ecosystem, the ecosystem also needs you, but you need the ecosystem more. So, and but then the ecosystem needs you because we got to build this together. And it was a time the so,
0: ecosystem was ramping up, and exactly. Things were happening, yeah. So, people a lot of guys has UK done West. the
1: bedrock work, the guys from CCO has done the basic infrastructure, infrastructure planting of the ideas and everything. We had Conga in Yaba, we, we had cool um, A lot of guys were already doing a lot of work, so by the time we came in, it made a lot of sense to say, Okay, let's and, join and in 2015 and 2015
0: was together. another time that so many interests was yeah, coming to it the was, country, lots of events
1: was happening. It was a... Very green year there, and I think those years are coming back. And the way they are coming back right now, it's is what actually interests me. Hmm. One of the greatest challenges back then used to be talent, finding developers and everything. And, and in twenty in twenty fourteen, when we launched, virtually every tech company we spoke to had their team offshore. I mean, I don't want to mention team names, but most of the companies have their teams offshore. But what has changed right now is the fact that even the guys offshore are having their teams in Nigeria. And and that is one shift in the ecosystem that I find very, very interesting, very fascinating and very for exciting. For tech? For tech.
0: I mean, for software, develop, for for software, software development. Yeah, for software
1: development. So,
0: but if I still speak to some other people, they will still say that it's still hard. Talent is still an
1: issue. Talent is hard because it's expensive, not that there's no quality. And that's a change. That is the first because the change. Because your customer Exactly, that is the first building. change we need. Talents, we have talents available. Can you pay for it? Okay, fine. And that then will lead us to having surplus talent in the future, and which is where we are headed now. You can see there's a lot of meetups, there's a lot of training, there's a lot of knowledge sharing. People are getting a lot of products to work on, the experience, to actually build stuff, we added somewhere. I wish we had started here yeah, then, but it's a good direction that that we are going in right I now.
0: I mean, ecosystem don't happen in a day, right? So it built paid, over time, and, and it's also built on failures as well.
1: Yeah, and a lot so of learning. When we started, there were so many problems. That was it. That was logistics. That was payment. That that was the biggest um, problem. Then that was logistics. That was payment. That was talent. But if you look at the the, the game today, everything has changed, right? Payment problem has gone away. Technic. Like, it has gone away. There is space there is flutter wave, and I mean that problem has gone. And then the logistics problem is gradually going away. Why? Because the likes of DHL and the West are now gradually getting bullish about e-commerce. And you look at the talent problem, it's also getting fixed. The ecosystem is being built. And that excites me.
0: And 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 then businesses like you are uh, building on top of all of those things mm-hmm. is also helping a lot because then you can utilise those yes. infrastructures that are being built.
1: So the talent infrastructure, the it's just many dots, many dots that you have to connect.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about you going into five hundred startup, which is quite interesting because mm, I wouldn't claim any credit, but I, I I was I had a front row seat and what happened and and stuffy bit that uh, you met Monique. And we uh, started having a chat with her, and then you came to and you spoke at our conference, and which was amazing, amazing keynotes that you gave. And then, then you engage with five hundred startup. Tell me about your experience. Tell me about how that happened for people that want to get to five hundred startup, and your experience at the
1: accelerator program. Okay, I think one of the first things that to say is is that never feel too big to learn because there's always something to learn out there. We applied for for five hundred startup on the day that the application was closing up. We
0: were like, okay, let's
1: give it a shot.
0: What, what, what led you to that? And what led about?
1: to that was that I had met with Monique before we discussed about 500 startups and everything. I had a Skype call with Clayton, yeah like months back. So we had this thinking, should we, should we not, should we just go through Series A, or should we just... Because you're uh, looking at raising a, Series A. And that was then, and we were like, okay, should we just go do Series A, should we slow down, should we... Like, we had so many thoughts around it, and we said, you know what? Let's do this, and we apply. And then we got into the interview stage, and then we we got into the program. But one of the things that the program has done for us, apart from the money and being able to raise on top of that, is that we had access to a very strong network of. Like minds. we were able to actually meet quite a number of people that were able to build and do things together. We learned a lot. We had four months in the valley, working with people, learning more about about what we are building. So, like the network is there, the network event is there, the technical know-how, the stuff to learn, the money you're raising, it's it, the benefits are just are just um, um, enormous. And have you raised on the
0: back of um, 500?
1: Oh yes, we have raised.
0: Oh, you don't want to, uh, sir, You've raised money on the back of that yes. but you 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 don't want to disclose how
1: much you've raised? No, we won't. What we've raised money I, I, on top of that. What we've raised money on top of that, but oh, no disclose.
0: On, on top of what you raised at from, f- from, f- from five hundred startup. You yeah. the, have you done demo day?
1: If we don't demo day. We like we the program is done. The next batch is I've started. I've started. So yeah.
0: you you raised that after demo day. But is that series A or
1: It's it's still not. It's still compatible.
0: It's convertible. So yeah, and you don't want to disclose that yet. No. What, why?
1: Well, company reasons. Okay. Yeah. So we, we won't disclose yet.
0: But you will disclose at some point. Oh yeah, we definitely we disclose at some because raising money. It's, a, it's, it's also a competitive advantage, advantage in the sense that people now this is a credible business. Yeah.
1: So we, big I mean, we can
0: say yes, we we've can raise money, money and then
1: we will we'll disclose when it's time to disclose.
0: What has changed significantly in your business post five hundred? How you see it? What do you mean?
1: The picture is bigger now. It has always been big, but it's bigger now. That's that's a way to wrap it up. So they let
0: you see bigger opportunities. Than yeah. We, that's that, a way. To, we
1: that's at. a way to wrap it
0: up. And what what is the opportunity now that has Change. The opportunities are affected for us. Africa. That's, yes. They're not looking pan-African.
1: It's Africa, the whole of
0: Africa. And uh, we, what is what does that mean
1: in practice? What it means for us is that Printivo is focused. While starting in Nigeria as a Nigerian online printing company, we are an African printing company. And with time, those things will start unfolding.
0: Because the opportunities and the challenges that faces the Nigerian business people to print can
1: be experienced. I, I I so I was in Nairobi last sometimes last year. And I met someone, you know. At great meeting, and we exchange business cards. And, and the first thing she said to me was, you know, it's funny that when you talk about how hard it is to print in Lagos or Africa or Nigeria, you actually don't know how hard it is to print in Nairobi. So you think it's unique. I said, really? She said, yeah. If I if I told you what I went through to get my business cards printed, it was very cumbersome. And I was like, okay. Africa's problems are very similar. Especially most countries are literally at the same stage. If you take away Maybe South Africa, and and you realize that there's a lot of similarity in the in the markets. People could be different, other social cultural influences. You know, people could be different. People, I mean, you could you could find differences in culture, language, maybe the economic state of those countries and the rest. But if you look deep, right, there's a lot of similarities in the challenges in the challenges that African businesses, um, Af- African com- so looking countries, countries have related now. Yeah.
0: to Africa. So l- let's talk about your exit and potential for this. At the end of the day, investors have come in. So initially your business was, you had the intention of just running it like normal. You're, ch- you're using technology to change things but maybe your mind. Uh, you for this? us,
1: exit is a good thing, but we really don't like talking about exits. Why? Because investors we want to talk about that. like focusing on building a viable business that grows very, very fast. And I'll tell you why. If you chase S, exit, you might miss it.
0: No, no. So the, the question is not about chasing exit. The question is possibility or what are the potentials of exit? What are the options that you have for exit? Because people that put money in, they want to get the money out. Or something. So the, I mean
1: the, the thing about e- e- exit and it's not, pecul- it's not peculiar to web to print, which is what which which is what we do, is that you either get, get acquired by a bigger business, you uh, either have your investors get bought out by bigger investors or PE firms, or an IPO, right? For us, we know those three may happen, but those they, they will only happen if you've built a viable business. So we are much more focused on building a viable business. And then those three, can anyone happen. So, can so happen. So
0: so you look at the potentials. So for potentials. Somebody yeah. come to acquire who wants to expand in Africa. Uh, somebody, PE firms wants to run this, and then they, as part of their portfolio, they buy out the current investors, or you go IPO. And, and it's not
1: unique to Printivo. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's unique to everything. Because to the reason it. why yeah.
0: a lot of investors that are looking to Africa and a lot of people that li- listen to this podcast are looking into Africa and question that keeps coming
1: up is where, where is, is the exit, exit? And,
0: that, and it's because we've not seen a lot
1: so I'll tell you that exits are coming there can't be exits without viable products but it's a long play right it's a long play in Africa and it's longer and it's a conversation that everyone should have if you are looking at five years exit don't put money in Africa and I'm, I mean I tell people I, I tell investors I know I tell friends I know if you're looking at three years exit don't put money in Africa why is that? because Africa is a long game if you look at where we are today compared to where the valley is we are we're we we're, we're like years behind each other. So you 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 won't you won't expect a model that sold in three years in the valley to sell in in, in three years in Africa. It's a different ballgame. game. The market the the, because the market is just mature. Exactly the the stage of the market, the pocket of the of the of the target audience. You know those are the things you you need to look at. So for me, if you if you're looking at exits right now, you need to play a long game. You need to understand that it's going to take a while, but exits are coming. Why? Because you can look around you and see the kind of products that people are building.
0: And see how viable that product and is. And see
1: how viable those products the are. the team and the, the market. Team, the For market size, the opportunity. Someone used to say, this place is grand zero. Like, and grand zeros are the best place to start stuff. So To build new stuff. Exactly. So the, the, the exits are going to happen, but it's not where we are going to start. When well, you
0: question a lot about, that with Silicon Valley investors. You spent some time in the Silicon oh, yes. Valley 500 startup mm. and you met with a lot of investors yes. and, and, and some of them would say, okay, I'm not interested in Africa. And the ones that maybe shows a level of interest was exit a question for them.
1: Yes. So for some I mean, for anyone that will show interest in Africa in the Valley, which is very interesting, is that those that are exit-minded, like fast, early exit-minded, don't talk about Africa. Those that want to play the long game will talk about Africa. And it's not a good thing. Uh, sorry, it's not a bad thing. That is a good thing. It's just a case of this is That's the this thesis. is what I invest. This is what I do. And if it's not early, no money. And I mean, it's just being realistic. But one of the things I like about about this is that people who are bullish about Africa, who are committed to putting money in Africa, who have invested in Africa, who wants to play the long game in Africa, are always straightforward with it. Oh, it's Africa, which market? Oh, Nigeria. Okay, what do you do? Oh, okay, how big is the market opportunity? Okay, I want to put money in. Hmm. And then those that don't. Oh, okay, okay. Oh no, I don't do Africa. And then. It's fine.
0: So, so so did you raise money from Silicon Valley investors so as well?
1: From, from a mix of investors, Silicon like Valley investors. And institutional investors as well. Well, um, angels. Angels. So you would so most well, of the- 500 startups is, is an institutional investor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so but most of the money- So on top of that, angels, angels on it. Okay. So
0: question is about this Nigerian ecosystem as a whole. Uh, at the moment, it's still early, like a grand zero. How do you see this play out in terms of many, many others? Collaborations,
1: things that have been built, businesses- And the learning curve. The first building block for any ecosystem is the people. And I think that is the most interesting thing happening right now. There has to be the skill. There has to be the pool of talents and there has to be the wheel. And those things are already in place. There are people who are willing really, really willing to make this happen. And then there has to be the companies that people would have experience, people will build stuff. What builds ecosystem is people building stuff together, moving on to go build new stuff, exiting, coming back. So it's a pool of knowledge, pool of experience, pool of stuff, uh, pool of Thinkers, builders, products, investors, and I mean, take Silicon Valley for an example. You could cross across the street and sign a partnership, right? You could have a coffee in the evening, and by morning, you've signed your partnership because those things are already.
0: And there is an inbuilt trust There's as an well. In-built, in-built so trust. You can have and a everything. With somebody, and they'll give you ideas. They'll give you. They will actually do a bit of consulting for you for yeah, free. Yeah, exactly. The and the
1: guy says to you, "Oh, why don't you build an API that connects into our network? And then let's see how this works." And by Next day, They've the API is ready, and then yes. you guys like you guys are already committing resources to it. Mm-hmm. Those things happen based because there is skill that the skill is in place. The people are committed. There is a will, and then you have the talents and the experience, the years of the years, the products, the exits. The there's money. There's people. so everything that that makes an ecosystem is in play. But it starts with people. And the interesting part is that the Nigerian tech ecosystem is in that direction. It's in the it, direction.
0: It it's exactly. it's people-driven.
1: And that's what gets me really excited about it. Three, four, five, six, seven years from now, you will realize the things that we would have been able to, to build in this place. And I always tell people, I mean, I, at, I myself at a point I compared Yaba to, to the valley. Right, and I and I tweeted about it, and then I sat down again to say, okay, wait, I think I'm wrong because yeah, we shouldn't be comparing. <laughs> you should, like you, you you just can't compare. I like, just think about all the years that I took to build the valley, and you then and then and then think about Yaba, and you just can't do that comparison. But we have something going on here in Yaba in Lagos, and this thing is going in the right direction, right? And that's what should matter, not what is happening now, not what can be. You know, no, 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 what it is, but what it can be. So, right now, it's not about what this place is, it's about what this place can be.
0: Yeah, you seem to be very active on Twitter a lot. <laughs> and I used getting... to be,
1: but recently it's been funny. I've yeah.
0: what drives that? Is that part of um, driving? engagement for your business or just you just enjoy spending time on twitter
1: it's a platform where i've been able to add my voice and then um, apart from doing it in person which i love to do sometimes it's also a platform that doesn't take so much commitment to manage it's just 140 characters and once you tweet it you are fine and i've actually made one of my best set of connections like all my best connections i've actually made on twitter as a matter of fact, most of the people that have been able to build strong partnerships and the rest with has been via Twitter. We've been able to hire one of the best set of guys via Twitter. We've signed amazing partnerships via Twitter. Even, so it's been even a good with channel. banks, right? So via it's due Twitter. to how that. Exactly. Do you have some
0: pushback from the traditional printing com groups where you are now <laughs> so, trying to lead the pack?
1: Um, that's an experience that that. that so at, at, we, we we've had instances where people say. Um, the, the traditional printer is you know what you guys are not members of X, Y, Z Printers Association and I'm like jeez I'm not going to do that stuff so we've had those experiences
0: and right? they try to stop you from working or they try to well, they've, not, they've
1: not actually been able to push that so once I was speaking at a printing event hosted by, by a very big organization and you know members of the nigerian printers blah 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 were there and they were, and and an old man walked up to me and said hey, you know you guys are too young for the things you actually And and he came off to me like what what? <laughs> so yeah and you know I caught it I said did you hear what that old man said? Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes these things are very funny, but, but. Have well, you yeah. experienced
0: any form of hostility
1: from? Mm-hmm. Well, we've 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 had instances that we, we are not loved by other painters, mm-hmm. but.
0: And there's also a narrative about you, an impression that you are expensive. Well, how do you
1: correct that? So the people that have actually used our service know that we are not expensive, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's the brand that people think ah this this this. It's it's techies, It's it's uh, no. They will be expensive, and and it's, it's it's a it's a way that humans think that if it's nice, it's going to be expensive. If it's quality, it's going to be expensive. I would say that we are very affordable and um, our customers know that. And even the competitions know that you get from us literally cheaper than from the other guys and a better service. And you have commitment. You are dealing with someone who has a face, not baba somewhere. And you know that There's a fallback. Exactly. You know, there's, a, there's value, there's a fallback. There's a technology part where you can do this thing itself. And I will speak briefly of our new, new platform that, I, and I guess you, you've had a bit about it. Uh, what we call Printivo store. Now, Printivo store is the future of print as far as we are concerned. We are empowering everyone to make money from printing, to push their ideas via print. Everyone can sell print even though you are not a printer. So think of the fact that you have ideas. Think of the fact that you can design. Printivo customers use templates to place their orders. So you as a designer can actually design the templates on Printivo and post it to your store on Printivo and share it with people. And every time somebody orders from your... Using your templates, you get 15% of the value of the order. Even though you were not involved in the print process. And like delivery and customer says You never shipped. You didn't call anybody. And then... But because you can design, people order those things, and you're getting 50%. And you can just look at your dashboard. You see your money going, And you can share your links on social media. And you make your money, and you're fine. But is there demand for those kind of insight has shown us that there's a demand for it that's on one side of it on the other side you're not a creative person but you have a strong community that you, you can sell prints to you can sell t-shirts you can sell mugs take for example starter so i can sell t-shirts and put all the startup codes in the world in it like it's like uber for suya and you can have those things on mugs you can have them on iphone cases you can have them on, on mouse pads you know Inspirational startup quotes on mouse pads. It's not gonna cost you a cobble to put those designs on printable products but every time somebody orders there you earn 15% and that's business for startup by the way yeah yeah we're considering that and um, so for us we are moving from being a printing company to becoming a printing platform
0: and and that's fantastic because that like I was telling you about um, Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon massive massive innovative product where you can actually be a, an e-commerce merchant without owning without having an inventory for your own you are not you're not you don't have a store, you don't have a logistics, you don't do customer service, you just design what you want to get print to, to get to get uh manufactured, you pay your manufacturer in China and they do it and send it to Amazon warehouse and Amazon do all the delivery and, and sell. So that's what you're trying to do, which is fantastic. People mean hiring people or maintaining all,
1: all encompass all, all. so
0: getting the right people to execute so the talent basically what is your number one growth metric that you measure to indicate whether your business is growing revenue revenue but revenue is driven by something
1: so those other things point to the north star which is revenue so things like customer customer average order value customer lifetime value number of orders you know every other metrics if you bring them together points to the north star
0: which is for us as well. Third question. So which book are you reading at the moment?
1: The Outsiders. What's the book about? So The Outsiders tells, so I'm reading two books at the moment and there's a reason behind that. I've not finished one yet and I couldn't but start the second one. So the uh, the outsider talks about all the CEOs that were not actually celebrated, but did really really amazing jobs in building their companies. And what the writer talked about mostly was, oh, we know mm-hmm. the Steve Jobs, we know you know the big gates, the, the CEOs of G, General Electric, and the rest. And um, but if you compare the numbers being done by these guys who. People didn't really celebrate, but they performed really well. You realize that there is more to being a great CEO. It's one of the books I really, really love reading. It was actually sent to me by, by an investor. I said, hey, you need me to read this book? But it shipped it to me from Amazon. And then um, Delivering happy, Happiness. This is the Zappos book. Yeah, I Say. Yeah, Say. Those those two books, those are the books, two books I'm currently
0: reading. That's a fantastic book, by the way,
1: Living in Happiness.
0: Which business is getting excited apart from your own business? Piggy Bank. Piggy Bank,
1: wow. Yeah. I think it's a product that, that was built on mm-hmm. something we usually do and it solves a problem about this market. Now, this is not a market where you can get credit facility when you want to buy things, when you want to do stuff. So we grew up with I want to start saving kind of thing. Yeah. People buy colo. I mean, what we call Bukolo is the piggy, bank. the piggy bank, but it was made with wood and, you know, there is one made with clay that you put the money in and then you break it when you need the do money. Yeah, you break it. You know, and you don't want to break it because, you know, if I break this thing, it doesn't make any sense again, so you put that money there. But what those guys have also been able to do that I love and I love the team so much is that they've been able to scale the business without spending so much on marketing because it's a business that people need anyway. And the service I use that I love, you know, I just tell the piggy bank, take away XYZ from my account every week. And it takes the money away. And, and uh, whether I like it or not, it takes the money. So it's it's. I love the team. I love the product. And, and I, see, I think they are onto something. And it's a, it's, it's a bank of the future. They are onto something.
0: That's good. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. I'm sure a lot of people will enjoy that conversation about how you grew your business and what you are doing and, and, and the future
1: for it. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I usually tell people, and I see this often, is that it takes a good founder to build a business. But more than that, it takes a great team. And the people building Printivo are actually the reason why Printivo is where it is. And it's the reason why it will get to where it's going to get to. That's good. So That's it's not like, about the man. It's about the team. It's about the team and the people. That's good. It's not charging to you, your mate. Thank you very much, Dottom.
0: You've been listening to Building the Future podcast by Dalton. These are the interviews with entrepreneurs that are playing a key part in shaping the African future.
1: And you'll be able to hear all their stories. For more, sign up for the weekly newsletter at thestarter.com. Our revolution will be televised.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed the show. Before you go, I have a favor to ask you. And it will take 30 seconds of your time or less. It will mean a lot to me. If you like this podcast, you can easily let me know by going into iTunes, Teacher, SoundCloud, or wherever you download podcasts, and subscribe. You can also go to our website, thestarter.com, that is T-H-E-S-T-A-R-T-A dot and sign up for our newsletter. It will be a huge favor to me, and it's really simple and easy. If you subscribe now, it will help us a lot. Thanks.